The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Casting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. You know when you take a deep breath in, have you ever noticed if it happens through your mouth or through your nose? If you're not told which to use, like in a yoga class or something like that. Yes, we breathe in, breathe out, and it's essential for us to keep on living. But there's these little nuances to it. And when was the last time that you noticed if you're breathing through your mouth or through your nose? Chris, you just shared something with me. So why don't you jump in? Because I haven't noticed before. I notice all the time because I'm a a chronic asthmatic, have been since I was a little babe. And so for me, having breathing issues and always feeling like you're suffocating, especially when I was young. Uh, I wanted as much air, as much oxygen as I could. So if I could have breathed through my ears, I would have, but I can't. So I open my mouth and <gasps> take a deep breath in. So I trained myself to always breathe through my mouth, always, and very, very wow. much aware of it, especially at bedtime. And, you know, the breathing aspect of it is really important. So hardly surprising that if if you're feeling constriction in breathing, it's like just, okay, it can go through my eyeballs and my ears if I could. It'd be awesome. Breaking news on Eat This with Leanne. You breathe through your mouth. I know, exactly. (laughs) All right. So what you might not know is, yes, there's actually a distinction between mouth breathing and nose breathing. And depending on what your default is, it can actually have a positive or a negative impact on your health. Which is it? Which is the healthier option? Any breath, obviously. But further to that, I don't know, you know, mouth or nose, some people actually may not know about this. And I certainly didn't until our guest today actually brought it to my attention. So breathing through your nose is without a doubt the best way to oxygenate your body. Obviously, Chris, you're feeling like I just need some kind of breath. So mouth will do too. Right. But if we're taking it to the next level and want to focus on some of the issues we're going to bring up in today's episode, nostril breathing, breathing through your nose is the best way forward. Oxygen needs to get into our bodies. We could go through a whole science lesson here, but let's just leave that rabbit hole for now. And while you might be aware of how you breathe during the day, like through your mouth or through your nose, or you may not, you may be completely oblivious and you think, oh, I never have ever, ever thought of how I'm breathing other than I'm actually breathing. Now, maybe overnight, if someone's sleeping next to you, you get that nudge if you're snoring or you know that you've got sleep apnea. <laughs> a nudge would I, I be say nice. That, I say that gently instead of like a baseball Gen- bat or a oh, wallop or yeah. a kick. Nudge, or what, a like, gentle nudge would be nice, but that's not what happens in my household. <laughs> no, what happens, Chris? Get an elbow to the side of the head? <laughs> elbow, knee, foot. <laughs> Sometimes she throws an entire child at me, whatever. 
whatever is necessary to stop me from snoring. <laughs> oh, all right. So maybe by the end of this episode, she'll have something new to throw at you. Aha, let's see what happens. <laughs> but with all of this said, you know, sleep apnea, that's another really big thing. You're likely a mouth breather. But did you know that high blood pressure, cavities, gum disease, bad breath, chronic fatigue, increased anxiety, panic attacks, allergies, a blocked up nose, the risk of asthma, an increased risk of asthma. And that's so interesting with your story, Chris, as well. You can have dry lips and dry mouth, a weak chin and jawline bad posture, just generally crappy sleep, and an increased need to pee in the middle of the night. All of that can point to maybe you're a mouth breather. So let's get into this because this is just another thing that might seem a little out of left field, like the vagus nerve that we did, but we'll we'll break it down. It's going to make sense. So let's get to it on Eat This with Leanne today. Mouth breathing and all the health implications of using this orifice to oxygenate your body with holistic dentist, Dr. Lawrence Friedman, who first introduced me to just how important this topic is. Deep breathing and shallow breathing bring their own benefits or issues. But what I want to focus on is the mouth versus nasal breathing today. And you might wonder where on earth I'm going with this. But if you don't know by now that my goal is to help you up level your health from all angles, maybe I haven't communicated that enough. And I'll try and make sure that you get that as we move through all of this. Daytime mouth breathing, especially now with a mask on, well, it's pretty common. Or maybe you just notice that you have to breathe out your mouth, otherwise your glasses get fogged up, or there could be all sorts of things that you've changed since we have to wear masks all the time. But then what about at nighttime? And how on earth do you know that you breathe at night unless you've got someone watching over you? Well, breathing through your mouth at night does put you at higher sleep disorders, including snoring and sleep apnea and hypopenia, which I might have just said wrong, but it's the partial blockage of air. Now, scientists have definitely found this out. This isn't something that's new. It just may be something that you weren't didn't know about and is something that you're hearing about for the first time. Now, each of these can turn into daytime fatigue. Well, that can impact your mood, your productivity, your concentration, your focus, and your energy. But also, like I said before, it's also linked to issues like high blood pressure and so much more. So rather than reaming off all these implications and what to do about it, I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Lawrence Friedman, who is a holistic dentist and actually my dentist, and he looks after myself and my daughters too. Dr. Friedman, he's been in the dentistry industry for 32 years. He's a dentist that does not stop learning. And he first became interested in pain disorders, which... You know, we get pain in our teeth, but a lot of the time it's just fixing up your, you might think, I kind of think, maybe I'll speak for myself, that it's fixing up your cavities and all those kind of things. But he took his interest and went even further and really specializes with TMJ issues, orthodontics, and just overall full mouth rehabilitation, as well as just overall, your overall health, looking at the jaw and the mouth as it has to do with the rest of your body. There have been many times when he has said to me, 
that my daughters need to see an osteopath because something's going on in the cranium that comes from the jaw that has to do with their lower back. Like talk about elbow connected to the, you know, there is such an incredible amount of information that comes from your jaw and how he looks at things. So just a whole new perspective. Now I'm going to let him explain a lot more about what he does because I'm probably not doing it justice. So welcome to Eat This with Leanne, Dr. Friedman. Rather a topic, a little out of left field for our loyal listeners about mouth breathing. But just before we jump into that, then can you tell us a little bit about the kind of dentistry that you practice and a little bit about yourself? Uh, Sure. Thank you, Leanne. I practice holistic style of dentistry. I believe that the body has a much better way of taking care of things than uh, basically humanity or or the, the science or doctors do. So I try to help it along and where I find it's being interfered with by our diets and our habits or our bad habits. Um, I just help it get back on path. Uh, through that, I've uh, discovered minimally invasive dentistry, uh, sleep disorder, breathing, TMJ disorders, of course, uh, safe mercury removal, uh, orthodontics to help develop uh, the structure of the body and to help to align the body. Mm, yes. And just for listeners, in case I have not already or you're just jumping to this part of the podcast, then Dr. Friedman is actually my dentist and looks after myself and my kids. So a lot of the things I bring up today is from experience of being a patient of yours and hearing these concepts that I don't think I've heard anywhere else. And definitely mouth breathing is one of those things because you know, I've heard you talk about this and my youngest daughter absolutely breathes out of her mouth. And you and I have discussed some of the issues that could have something to do with that. It's hard to know if you breathe out your mouth or not, other than the symptoms that might come about from that. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how do you know that you breathe through your mouth? First, I would always say, when you're walking down the street, and uh, because now we're masked whenever we're inside anywhere, but when you're walking down the street, take a look at how many people's lips are apart. They are mouth breathing. So that's where I would begin. Uh, To answer your question of how do you know you're a mouth breather? uh, As you're very well aware, I always say, every three to five minutes, check yourself, make sure your lips are together, your teeth are apart, your tongue to the roof of your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know your mouth breathing because your lips are going to be dry more often. Your mouth is going to be dry. You're going to have a pasty taste. You're going to have more of a stuffed nose. You're going to have more inflamed gums. Uh, your dentist can tell you more about that, or you might find bleedings happening from it, aside from not brushing properly, of course, and flossing. You might have more allergy symptoms. You might have more asthma symptoms. Um, You'll be dehydrated more often. Bad breath. Uh, If you look at your tongue, you'll see a coated tongue. When you wake up in the morning, you'll notice again that bad taste, that dry mouth, that stuffed nose. So you do have some ideas. Uh, And my favorite's always some drool on the pillow. That's a long list of stuff to do do with just breathing through your mouth. And I think most people would probably think, well, of course, I'm going to breathe through my mouth like it's an orifice and not so, you know, that goes down to my lungs. So why is this not talked about 
more often because I don't think I've ever heard about this other than from maybe just a few other colleagues, but this is definitely something that you always bring up. First, I'd say we also have uh, ears as another orify in our head, and we don't breathe through those either. <laughs> true, um, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it confounds me. It absolutely confounds me. Uh, me and the few people who have been doing this for years have tried to bring it to the college we've associated with different groups and Except for the odd ear, nose, and throat specialist who will look at sleep disorder breathing, they still won't talk about it because, as you may be aware, most medical professions, dental professions, are about patching the problem as opposed to looking for the cause of it. Right. Um, so most people don't really talk about that. Um, I've got some ideas of why, and it's actually totally in your wheelhouse, being the holistic nutrition specialist that you are. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's poor food, poor diet that adds to our adenoids, adds to our tonsils, are things that happen. So that's why I think the ENT might have some inkling to talk about it. Uh, but again, if their approaches to be more, oh, you have large tonsils, let's take them out. If you're having infections with them, then they, they don't discuss it too much. Right. Um, you know, one thing I forgot to say, it also has a huge effect on body alignment because mouth breathing will also has that forward head posture. So other symptoms might be neck aches, um, which of course overlap with computer use and so many other things, but it could drive to poor posture. Hmm. I don't know why people don't talk about it. It is huge. Uh, the people I study with it, it is the driving force behind all of the factors that we look at at a holistic alignment issue, TMJ, neck issues, craniofacial disorders. Um, I found actually it was affecting my cranium that affected lower back issues. And only when I figured this all out, I got rid of my lower back issues. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. So it took me to the age of 32 to finally get that one down. But who's okay. going to teach it to you unless you? fall down a rabbit hole, which thankfully I did. People won't talk about it maybe because it makes people responsible for self as one guest and doctors like to say, here's a pill or here's a drill. So you've mentioned a whole bunch of things that people would experience to know that they are potentially a mouth breather during the day or nighttime. How does it affect your health overall? And then of course, your teeth and your mouth because you know, you're a dentist. So for instance, with my daughter, we've looked at the acidity of her body and yeah. her teeth actually breaking down faster, needing more, um, you know, she gets ends up with more cavities or just different things are showing up for her. Cavities are a great one. A dry mouth uh, doesn't allow the, back, uh, the saliva to bring its mechanical washing, its um, enzymatic activity, and it's alkalizing property to alter the bacteria that are in there, which are usually acidic. Right. Uh, the gums, as I mentioned, are red. They will be inflamed. They will bleed easily. You'll see the what should be very sharp uh, gum tissue between the teeth 
all of a sudden become rounded and red and flabby. You might be tired. You might have dark circles under your eyes if you're a mouth breather because you're not oxygenating properly. So that can have a huge effect on what's happening there. You might be tired in the morning because you're not breathing properly. You might be urinating at night. People always talk about they're waking up at three, four o'clock to urinate. It's actually saying that you're trying to remove toxins through your lungs because you're breathing. But when you're breathing like that, you're creating a lot of ammonia. And so how do you get rid of ammonia? Through urine. So these are all different ways of I've seen the effects of it. Of course, I mentioned forward head posture, which was one of my issues, which the chains down different musculature down the spine affected the body. When your facial alignment changes as you're going through development and you're breathing, these bones called the temporal bones will alter. And that's a mirror image of what's happening on your hip bones and your sacrum, obviously your bum, is a mirror image of the back of your head. And for cranial sacral therapists and osteopaths, when you're breathing in and breathing out, there's a rhythm to the dura mater, the sac that surrounds the brain and the spinal column. And it should be moving in a certain uniform with breathing, but it goes out of sync when breathing is incorrect. So that, again, attaches to different bones, which can shift the bones out of place. So, again, those are some of the other symptoms. And, yes, it does take a lot of study for people to be aware that these things are happening because we attribute it to aging, to sitting wrong. And sometimes it is just that, but we should be looking further into it because we can catch things early. Uh, if we do. And situations like high blood pressure even, can it change that because of obviously the, you talked about the oxygenation or the dark circles under your eyes. So if you're not breathing properly and you're not sleeping properly, then that's going to have a knock-on effect. So what about that situation? Well, good point, because then it goes into uh, the waking up tired could be either um what are they called? Upper airway resistance syndrome, uh, most often happening amongst uh, middle-aged women. So if they go for a sleep study, they don't have uh, any apneic events, which means they stop breathing or they're below five, which is considered normal, yet they're still waking up tired. Um, the next signs of where it goes to is sleep apnea. Now back to how you put that together with breathing through your mouth. The first sign of some apneic activity is high blood pressure. And high mm -hmm. blood pressures basically mean you're not oxygening properly. So yes, that's where it can go. Unfortunately, it progresses down the road to heart attacks and strokes, which any patient that comes in has history of a heart attack. I always start my questioning about how's their sleep, how's their breathing, and when I send them off to a test, it's almost always severe sleep apnea at that point. Wow. So, uh, you're absolutely correct in the relationship with high blood pressure. Uh, and I continue it on down heart attack, stroke, sleep apnea, upper airway resistance on the low end. The funny thing is, is you can be extremely thin and have severe sleep apnea. It's not just a problem with the 
the large or obese or the football player thick neck. So why are people breathing through their mouth? Uh, that's, you know, I've read that, that it could be that you're just stuffed up all the time. And obviously that then can track back to maybe, um, you know, too much mucus in the body, whether that comes from a food sensitivity or a specific type of food. Um, and you mentioned the tonsils and the adenoids being enlarged, obviously inflammation, immunity, all of those kind of things going on. But is there something in particular that leads to people breathing through their mouth more than their nose? That's a loaded question. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> Another good so, one then. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my rabbit holes. It can start off as simple with a, a deviated septum, which in English means the, the piece that separates the nostrils is a piece of cartilage and it could be off to one side that can block the airway of course it could be a trauma it can just be bad luck a birth canal issue so that can be one thing uh the x-rays that i have taken for doing tmj disorders for doing sleep apnea uh appliances um we will look at the sinuses and we'll see whether turbinates which are basically these sponge-like filters that sit behind the nose to filter out all the debris that's out in the air. So they may get large because you're in an area where there's a lot of debris. Uh, anybody who's worked in a very dusty environment might know if stuff nose is happening from that. Right. So that can alter that intensely. So that's basically saying your air quality isn't good. Food, dust mites in the pillows, dust mites in the beds, air filtration systems aren't working well. Um, those are the, the simple things. And one of the big problems, going back to that high blood pressure, breathing mm -hmm. through your nose has this wonderful systemic approach of creating nitric oxide. And nitric oxide mm -hmm. is the element that helps us enlarge our capillaries, which means our blood flows better, helps to oxygenate. Um, breathing through the nose also helps to hydrate our bronchi the the tree that goes down on the way into the bronchioles on the way into the lungs so it just makes everything work better because dried and shriveled up doesn't work as well as moist so yeah. uh yeah those are the things that can lead to it and if you've left any of those too long then it becomes a habit mm. and that's also why I mentioned lips together, teeth apart, tongue through roof of your mouth every three to five minutes is how to break the habit. Something I learned from Alexander technique approach of doing things. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutWrite.com or LeeannePhillipson.com. Okay, so the sort of the retraining of this sounds simple enough that you just keep on remembering to, you know, as you said, close your mouth, tongue to the roof of your mouth, teeth apart. But what are there, are there any other ways to retrain yourself so that you are focusing on, that would be during the day kind of thing. So what about over, overnight? You don't really know what you're doing. You're not really sure. And does this have anything to do with snoring? Another area I went down the, the rabbit hole in is buteco breathing. Uh, B-U-T-E-Y-K-O, um, discovered by a Russian doctor working in the hospitals 
and just was looking at the breathing patterns of people of who were sick and who weren't and who responded well and who didn't. And they noticed that they were, the mouth breathers weren't working well. What they do at night, because they they say they can cure snoring, asthma, and, and uh, allergies. And to a degree, of course, it would help if the reason is, is nose breathing. I always think that there's simplicity and there's more involved. So we always have to separate that. But you always start with simplicity. And this is absolutely a brilliant method of doing that. So the lips together, teeth apart, tongue to the roof of your mouth. But then you go to sleep and who knows what you're doing. Yep. So one of the ways that Buteco breathing talks about is taping your mouth shut at night. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll use mouth tape, which could be expensive. I found that in the early days, they used to use waterproof tape that you would get at your local pharmacy. Um, I do this myself. I use one inch thick. Uh, I would put it from my nose from here down to the chin. In the early days, I thought I had to go across for fun. I just also used to put an X across to freak out the wife. Um, kind of Scary. like if you remember your X files, I'd, I'd tape my eyes and tape my, my lips oh, to boy. Make her wonder what did she marry? I'm glad, I'm glad you made it to the morning. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I guess I have some qualities that make sense for her. <laughs> but the taping was an amazing breakthrough for me because um, I never snored. So that was one thing. But I tried it on myself and I found I woke up and my nose was crystal clear. And it was incredible to me. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting that, but my nose was, it, it cleanses itself out when it has to be used and the body knows what to do. So I tried it on my son who had large adenoids and large tonsils and, and snored. And I did it on him, of course, was freaked out of my tree. So I stayed in his room all night to make sure and he was how, okay. how old was he when you did this? I think he was about six at the time. Okay. And he was he was really awesome because he said, sure, dad, no problem. I'll do this. And he didn't snore and he was fine. And I'd, I'd put my hand up to his nose like every couple of minutes to sure. make sure he was still breathing fine. And he was more quiet when he was sleeping and he was more still and there was no snoring. And the next morning he said, this is great. And then my daughter, who was three at the time, asked if she can do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she wanted, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Of course. And they started asking for it later wow. on. So they were breathing well. They didn't have bad breath. They didn't have a uh, dry mouth. They felt better. They slept better. They were very happy. Now, just to be clear, I'm a dentist. I don't recommend this for people. I say, go to a practitioner that does this, but I'm telling you my own personal experience of what. Of course. So, yep. but my kids, they're my experiment. Yes, my, mine are too. So I totally understand where you're coming from. His adenoids improved or just they weren't so inflamed and his tonsils were not inflamed with the, with the taping. And that's, that's it. And what, what else was your experience when you started doing this other than freaking your I, life out? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the tonsils clear up. We don't see adenoids. Adenoids you'd have to see on an x-ray or through right. a, uh, a scope uh, through the nose. But um, I didn't see his tonsils clear up. It was food. Uh, the wife and I 
are on the same page in theory and not always in practicality because you got to feed kids and there's the difficulties of what goes on with that. Sure. As every parent knows. And so there was still, uh, I know potatoes affect me, so I expect they affect my son. Uh, wheat cer- certainly affects him. And those were still a part of his diet. He's 15 now. I yep. looked at his tonsils recently. They're half the size they were when they were, uh, when he was younger, but he's but they're still large. There's other things I would do to work on that. Uh, there's a bunch of homeopathics. I would certainly recommend going to homeopaths to understand that. There's some really amazing things in homeopathy, uh, and I've seen it help others. And okay. so I I like that approach. There's the odd medical doctor who uh, I've certainly read and know uh, about injecting ozone, maybe nebulizing hydrogen peroxide. Again, get to somebody who knows how to teach and, that to you. And but, this is for tonsils, right? Not yeah, for the mouth breathing. Okay. Yeah, and and that yeah. would, because nebulizing would go through the nose and the mouth. Right. And I think that would be a useful way. But again, talk to a naturopath, talk to uh, an ENT if they're familiar with that or MDs that are familiar with that. So back to the mouth taping. I think the first time that I ever heard of this, I'm going to probably say I went to the same place that you did, you know, like duck tape right across your mouth, (laughs) as opposed to a very small, thin piece that, you know, you can still move your lips up and down. Is that right? You're not really, you know, are you kind of taping your mouth together as it were, but just with a very narrow piece of tape? To me, it's a reminder. Uh, Duct tape, you're a daring young lady. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm not suggesting duct tape, just so that we're clear. No, 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 no. Uh, But that's what went through my mind of, what are you talking about? taping your mouth shut but the tape that you're that you're talking about is is quite is quite narrow yeah waterproof tape and interesting the way i place it on now is you can actually breathe out of the corners of your mouth so even and and when i wake up in the morning i literally i just open my mouth and the tape releases right Uh, so there's no concerns for me about gasping for air I mean, originally when I did it and my fear with my son was I did tape across, but I, I don't do it anymore because the body just needs a reminder. It wants to breathe through your nose. And do you still tape like after years or would it be fair to say that after you taped your mouth for a month, maybe two or three, then you're, that becomes your default? I would hope so. And I don't know because... Okay. Also, for all the other factors that me as a human and faults that I have structurally only, of course, um, uh, don't talk to my wife, please. Uh, (laughs) I wear an appliance that reflexes my jaw open to not grind my teeth Mm -hmm. because I used to be quite a, uh, a tooth grinder. When I was young, they did, I was a mouth breather. I had large tonsils, I had adenoids. They removed it when I was five years old or four years old. Uh, My teeth ended up being crowded because of it. And the way they did braces back then was here, let's pull out four teeth, put it all together and go. I was a dentist for over 32 years. Everybody who's had braces like this style has horrible gum recession that needs tons of grafts and work and I think I'm the only person I've ever seen who doesn't need that. And I think the reason is, is because I fell into this TMJ world very early. I was 
three years in dental uh, into dentistry already. I was what about 29, 30 years old, and started to protect myself. Um, I don't have jaw problems as much, but I started protecting myself. And because of that, I think I got away with it. But back to your question, the appliance I use reflexes my mouth open. It didn't in the beginning, but after two or three years of using it, I found it did it more. And so I was, I didn't know about the taping at that time. I didn't know any of that at that point. Um, but I found that I was mouth breathing, the dry mouth, the bad breath, all of that mm -hmm. stuff. And when a patient came to me who was looking for my approach of doing orthodontics for his child, they were a Buteco practitioner. And they sat me down and taught me. And I just absorbed it like crazy because I wow. thought, okay, I knew yep. there was a relationship. James Gary, fantastic uh, doctor from many years ago, was a uh, taught us about mouth breathing and how breastfeeding is also a piece of the picture on how to align nose breathing while your mouth is shut, while you're breathing in, kind of like the way you do with a didgeridoo and how you use that. And this guy came in, taught me Buteco, and maybe I can take care of my mouth breathing. So I did that and it worked. Wow. And you're still taping now. I still tape because the reflex that I have is still there. So my son, who does not wear an appliance, and my daughter, who they don't ask me as much because they're now they're in the teen and preteen, so right. they know everything at this point. Right. So they don't ask me anymore. <laughs> right. Um, except for money. <laughs> right. Yep. Very typical. I don't get that, but they're good kids. And if I remind them, they may. And I, as uh, not always on my parenting game, haven't reminded them. So tonight right. I will. Ah, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. Okay. So once people start to tape their mouth, if that's the, if, if they're, you know, I got to say I'm a little, I'm going to give it a go. If you're going to do this to your kids, I'm going to give it a go. And because uh, I'm probably, yeah, I've been resistant, a little bit scared about what on earth is going to happen. And I guess maybe am I going to sleep the first night you do, you know, you try this out because it's going to probably feel a little weird. And I also have an appliance be that from you because I'm a really great grinder too. And just a smidge of stress in my life pretty much all the time right now, especially is just makes me like, I know I feel when I've been grinding my, there's just a lot more stress in my mouth. So my, my guard is my mouth guard is definitely something I'm using regularly. So I'm going to add in the tape. So let's just say that one of my loyal listeners is like, okay, I'm going to give this a go too. And they've, you know, they've looked it up, they've got the tape and away they go. How long does it take to kind of get used to it? And also further to that, how long until you're going to start seeing an effect? Am I going to wake up tomorrow morning and my mouth is not going to be all dry and bad breathy and whatever? I don't know. What's How long is it going to take? To the last question, yes. First morning, you'll notice it. At least wow. I did. And my okay. kids did. Okay. Um, because your mouth is moist. You're not breathing through your mouth. You won't have that difference. You might be able to talk to your partner without them moving their head away from the smell. <laughs> Um, 
The other thing I tell my patients for my appliances, because sleep's essential. It is, I mean, that that's a whole other okay. discussion that we should have one day. When they're wearing appliances, I don't want them to put it in right before bed and then start playing with it for the next hour going, what did I just put in my mouth? What's going on? I want them to fall asleep when they're ready to go to sleep. So what I tell all of them is to wear the appliance an hour or two before bed until you're used to it. Mm. So I would say the same thing for anybody who's saying, I'm going to go give this a go. And they're worried about it. Ah. I'd even say more so. If you're worried about it, why not do it during the day? Got it. Why not go in in the daytime and say, how do you respond? Uh, you know, just as a reminder. And remember to keep your teeth apart when you're doing it. And you have two thirds of what I'm trying to get you to not clench teeth, not have the headaches, not have all the ailments that people seek me out to treat as a TMJ doctor. Right. Um, and at least we can minimize some of that. Speak to a practitioner who does this, who recommends this, who does that all the time. Okay. And obviously people can reach out to you and perhaps this is a good segue into, into you um, telling uh, my loyal listeners, especially for those that are local in Toronto, ever, you know, this is around the world. So not everybody's going to be able to come to see you in particular, but for those that can, why don't you tell us about where we can find more information about you and how you practice? My office called Bloor Dental Health Center. Center is C-N-T-R-E. We're Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at Bloor and Spadina. Uh, so I put it there to make it easy for anybody in the city to get to. I'm on, exactly on the crossroads of the subway. Uh, the phone number is 416-538-8883. If you go on my website at bloordentalhealthcenter.com, there's a lot of information about TMJ. You won't find anything about mouth taping. It's not in my purview to to talk about that there Uh, but you'll see lots about sleep apnea you'll see lots about tmj you'll see lots about safe mercury removal and they're all pieces of the puzzle to help you not mouth breathe Um, let me put in a plug for you leanne because holistic nutrition is where so much of it begins your guidance on how to eat and understanding different body types and different foods that work is also a huge way to make sure that people are not going to have that sensitivity because it's not always an allergy to food. It's a sensitivity to food that can mess the body up and keep that mucus that you talked about earlier uh, and make that a little stronger, which will interfere with breathing and nose because our gut lining goes all the way up into our mouth and our nose. It's all mucosal membrane. So it's going to react the same. So Those are the ways that I would start to introduce patients, look at the food you're eating. And if it's a little further gone, I'm here to help. You can find me on web or by phone. Wow. Well, I think that that's just instigated a whole other episode on TMJ. And perhaps uh, when we talk again, then we'll bring in a little bit more about sleep and 
um, and that kind of thing. So I think this would be a tremendous conversation to continue. But thank you so much for sharing your expertise today. And I'll put all of uh, Dr. Friedman's information in the show notes on leannephillipson.com. So you can check out his website and you can learn learn a lot more. Of course, you can reach out whether you're in the area or not, as you've got you know international patients. So thank you so much. And I was really look forward to talking to you again. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to help others. Okay, Chris, so like, was there not just a ton to unpack there as with so many of our guests? I think that peeing in the night because of mouth breathing, I wonder if that's going to be something that's going to have people reaching for that mouth tape now. Yeah, listen, if I'd be lying if I didn't say I didn't, I didn't suddenly wake up and my wife was standing over me with duct tape and ready to, to tape my mouth shut. <laughs> So well, got, that's that's what I thought she might throw at yeah. you now instead of the elbow and everything is like that. Put your tape back on. <laughs> now, right? we, just, we need to reinforce that it's only a small piece of tape in the center of the mouth, allowing air right. to release from each corner from, of the mouth. We are not putting right. we're not taping the entire head. OK, this is we're, we're definitely not. <laughs> not at all. And I have to say, you know, I've heard this from different practitioners over the years and didn't look into it enough didn't look into the potato breathing enough to know that it wasn't like a full piece of tape which really just like it just shut the idea down like yeah. as soon as somebody said how about like mouth taping i'm like sorry huh? <laughs> are are you crazy and and my my youngest who has always been a mouth breather and has far more cavities than her sister like mm. there are all sorts of implications i think going on there for her you know the suggestion of and i know dr freeman talked about him doing this with his own kids of right. taping their their mouth, it, it would take me to do it a few times first before I would even bother bringing it up with my kids. Oh. But I think that it, it could absolutely help no matter what your age is. But as Dr. Freeman said many times, talk to someone first. This yeah. is not just, hey, oh, yeah, we got some of that tape in the first aid kit. Let's try and tape up your mouth tonight because that could be pretty flipping traumatic I, I for anyone. I, I wouldn't sleep. The, the first, I wouldn't sleep at all. But what I really liked that he said and that I never did with my um, with my appliance that I have for my teeth grinding mm. is try it out during the day. Mm. Oh, I mean, how simple is that? And just really genius, I think, to, to try out. So I definitely am going to try that because I've noticed that, I mean, I wear this appliance and my mouth is more dry in the morning. First thing I do, I mean, you guys know this, that I'm, I reach for my glass of water, my lemon water first thing in the morning, also because my mouth is dry and it just is not a really mm. good feeling. So how much am I breathing? Overnight, I'm not sure, but I definitely have noticed that um, and wanted to reiterate as well how many times and it just rolls off his tongue, literally, when you're at rest and just to come back to it again and again is to have your tongue and the roof of your mouth, like just sort of pushed up against, slightly pushed up against the front of your teeth, but your teeth open and your lips closed. And that is the ideal positioning of your mouth. And I love that I actually catch myself doing that without even thinking about it now. Yeah. So over the years of him con continuously saying that, and I also think the placement of my mouth guard at night makes my mouth, makes it easier for my mouth to do that. 
because I do actually notice when I'm clenching. I'm just a, just a clencher, right? The stress, where yep. does your stress, stress hit you? Like Dr. Christine Matheson said that, where does your stress hit you? For some people, it's their belly. I do get headaches and migraines, but I notice that I'm clenching my teeth. And for no reason, because I'm just sitting there maybe on my laptop or something and working. So I thought that was really, really interesting, too. Yeah, absolutely. My wife uh, has the exact same thing. She's got a mouth guard that she puts in because she grinds her teeth. I yeah. have a snore guard, which keeps oh. my which keeps my teeth separated slightly and allows air to flow uh, better back down the, the back of my throat. And I also use nose strips on my nose. Uh, okay. And help, do they help? To help open the airway. According to uh, my wife, yes. Apparently, I do snore less with the Great. nose strips on and the mo- and the, no- yep. the snore guard in. Uh, yep. It's not the sexiest situation ever. It's not. Um, <laughs> but it's not quite one of those uh, CPAP machines no. that, uh, that someone who would suffer from sleep apnea, my father did. Um, yep. It's not quite that situation. Dr. Friedman, yeah, he he mentioned that you don't have to be overweight, thick-necked to be no. a candidate for sleep apnea. It can affect anyone. And I wonder if taping, doing the mouth taping, would help negate that. I have absolutely heard of people who stop snoring just from mouth taping. Interesting. Right? Huh. Yeah. But got to try it during the day first. I'm going to do it on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? And then, and then, and then, someone's gonna take a take a video of you and then post it, and then, and then they'll be like, oh, "What is Chris doing?" And then it's gonna go viral or something insane like that, probably. Oh my god. Okay, so I also did a bit of research about the peeing thing because I thought your mouth breathing and that makes you pee. I like I couldn't quite connect the dots on that one, so I just thought I'd share because I thought this was really interesting. Interrupted breathing stresses your heart, and then that triggers uh, the release of a hormone that causes you to produce more urine. I just mm. wanted to put that together because it's those kind of geeky, healthy things that, you know, I kind of, I, I like, <laughs> you know, it does it for me to go, right. oh, wow, that's where the connection comes from. So body is like, it's amazing and odd all at the same time, right? Because that's just nuts. <laughs> So I'm definitely going to go out there and I'm going to get some of like the tape is like a dollar. It's mm-hmm. just that first aid tape stuff from the pharmacy. And I'm going to try it out during the day. And then I'm going to give give it over, uh, give it a try overnight. I've definitely put it off for way, way, way too long. So remember that tongue to the roof of your mouth, your teeth apart and your lips closed. Keep on coming back to that and s- just see if you can train yourself. It's just like going to work out, but it's not as much, you know, it's not, not quite as difficult because you just got to do that and see what happens. So thank you to Dr. Freeman for opening our eyes and hopefully closing our mouth to all of this information because I do think it could just be, right? It's another layer. It's another level and it's another way of coming at health and possibly helping your issues, even if it's just helping you sleep better and feel more refreshed in the morning. So have you subscribed to Eat This with Leanne yet? Upcoming episodes, they're going to include, we're going to 
go back again with Dr. Friedman, talk about TMJ, because that's a huge issue that people may not know that they are suffering with and also may not know what to do about it. And other, so I've got some other great questions lined up from our loyal listeners, and I don't want you to miss out. So over on leannephillipson.com, I'll put Dr. Friedman's information if you happen to be local or want to be one of his international um, clients or patients as well. You can definitely do that. Of course, you can always reach out on leannephillipson.com, spreadright.com or the same social media channels and send us a message, send us an email and we will eventually get back to you. I am going to say I'm slower at the moment. There's some stuff going on at home that means I'm not um, not getting to reply quite as much, but I promise that I will. So thanks so much for being along with us today, going on this crazy ride of health and looking at things in a different way. Who knows what's going what's gonna to make you feel better and improve your quality of life. So thanks so much for being along. And please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. 